the first thing is just getting comfortable with the idea that, you know, you're not a W-2 employee anymore. You're responsible for making sure that the opportunities and the pipeline and the revenue stream is going to continue and that the business is going to keep moving forward. From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a long career as an employed professional. Today, I'm speaking with the president of Mirabella Leadership Advisors, Adam Mirabella. A confluence of events led to Adam's going solo. Adam now has a roster of well-known clients. Stay with us to hear all the details. Adam shares how confidence is one of the key ingredients you need to be successful as you go solo. We know how important it is for you to spend time with people that help boost your confidence. The Smashing the Plateau community is built on a foundation of supportive, collaborative colleagues. We also provide access to experts to help you learn and grow. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Now let's welcome Adam Mirabella. With clients like Amazon, Dell, TikTok, LinkedIn, eBay, Facebook, and Peloton, Adam specializes in executive coaching, leadership development, creating a winning culture and career transition. He works with industry leaders to strengthen leadership and communication skills. He's especially skilled in working with leaders to understand and build their capabilities in the areas of emotional intelligence, team dynamics, and powerful communication. Adam has a style that resonates with leaders at all management levels, successfully helping them portray their leadership vision and improve their business results as well as their professional life. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to, to speak with you today. I'm really looking forward to our discussion. So you've had a, a stellar career with increasingly responsible executive positions and a track record of exponential growth. What caused you to go out on your own as a coach? Well, I think the timing was just perfect for it. Uh, I had been finishing up uh, working in a corporate environment, running uh, the Americas for a public company, and we were merging with another company. And usually when you go down that path, it's really about putting two companies together and, you know, letting people go and all these kinds of things. And that's not really what I'm focused on in management. I'm focused on growth, developing people, et cetera, throughout my entire career. So I looked at that as a, an important change point in my career, seeing something that was coming down the pike that I probably wouldn't enjoy participating in. And at the same time, a friend of mine had asked me if I would coach her as a favor. And so I had done this and um, it was quite successful, the engagement that we had. And, you know, about three quarters of the way through the 10 weeks we worked together, she said, you know, I'm really getting a lot out of this. You should really consider this because I think you'd be really good at, as, at being a coach. And she kind of put that bug in my ear. And as I mentioned, it was the same time this change was happening at my company. And I thought, this is a perfect time. Let me, let me make the exit now. Uh, and I worked out something with my manager where I would stick around, do a transition, et cetera. And then I started to work on my transition. It's funny because I do transition coaching, but I worked on my own transition into being a solopreneur and a coach. 
You know, it's funny how opportunities sometimes find us Mm -hmm. when we're ready for them. So it's really interesting to hear that the confluence of these two events, the merger in, in the company that you worked for, and then an opportunity to coach somebody that kind of opened your eyes to the possibility of coaching becoming your career path. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So how did you plan to grow your business? So, you know, it's really funny, uh, but the first thing I did was I hired a coach <laughs> and I just thought to myself, well, this is really interesting. I, I like this idea and I think this is something I, I would enjoy and do well at. So let me try the experience. And I worked with a coach to get myself up and running in my training as a coach. So for all of us, whenever we're in transition, there are, you know, there are things that impede us. There are things that slow us down. And I, that coach was able to sort of break me out of some of those barriers that I was putting in front of myself. And that was sort of the first thing I did. So once I worked with this coach, I got to a point where I had figured out what training I was going to, you know, take on. I had thrown myself into it and signed up, right? Put my money down so that I was now going through this coach training, which is certified, you know, accredited by the International Coaching Federation. And then I was off and running. So to me, that was the first important foundational step to me building my business. What was so important about it, believe it or not, is that the getting certified with the International Coaching Federation was actually important to me so that I could have the confidence to speak with clients about my abilities as a coach. I wanted to really make sure I understood the art and the science of coaching, not just be an executive that put a shingle out. Right. And you also experience coaching as a client. So you you got to know what it was like, at least in, in, in one instance. Exactly. No, it was really important because this is something that, you know, I felt like, well, if I'm going to provide the service for other people, I ought to see what, you know, what the experience is like. Yeah. And how much did you model your own business on what you were experiencing as a coaching client? I think with with that coach, it was more about me helping to break out of my own, like my own barriers and my, and, and the the areas where I wasn't confident. So I, I think from that perspective, there's a there is a lot that I work with with clients because clients a lot of times are in their own heads you know, with negative talk and, you know, uh, people use the word imposter syndrome, all these kinds of things. And I think that that was really helpful to see someone else work with me to get past some of those limitations. So that I think, I think it was really important. Yeah. So, so let's actually talk about the, these self-limiting beliefs because they can be very detrimental, particularly in the early stages when, you know, when you, when you first open your businesses on day one, there's no business or, if you're lucky, you may have one client that's like the Kickstarter for your business. So yeah, having enough confidence to be able to pitch yourself is really important. What are some of the things that you have discovered individuals can do when they're going out on their own to help build their confidence? Well, for me, it was really, it was education. So I understood what coaching was, but I didn't understand the art and the science of coaching. So my you know, my journey led me to a place called the Center for Executive Coaching. And when I got through that program, I felt really equipped to to speak about coaching, to coach people and to present myself. And I think that was really important to getting my first client. 
And I did get my first client, you know, I would say probably shortly afterwards, like three to four months afterwards, uh, when I finished this program, I'd been, you know, working on letting people know that I'm a coach now, this is what I'm doing, you know, and of course, you know, seeing if anybody needed my services. And um, I was speaking to an old colleague who used to work for me and his son was in a corporate transition moment. And he said, I think this would be perfect for my son. You you should talk to my son. And next thing you know, I had my first client and I was off and running. So that, you know, that going through that training and that education really made me feel comfortable and confident to present myself to this young executive and to be able to share with, with him, you know, what I thought I could bring to his, you know, to his journey. Adam, how important do you think it is to invest money in your your own development? when you're making a transition. And I'm thinking about it from the perspective of someone who is an expert in the discipline and works in a corporate environment and then goes out on her or his own and is still using the same expertise in the same discipline to serve clients, just doing it in a different framework where rather than doing it for your employer, you're doing it for your own business. Yet, you know, there is a a major transition going on how important is it to invest in yourself as part of that process? I think it's really important. And, and the investment can come in a lot of different ways. So I mentioned the coaching program I went through. That that did cost me money to go through that program. But there are other ways to educate yourself as well. So you can join associations, right? And so I joined the International Coaching Federation. I put myself on a couple of committees. And one of those committees that I'm on is the Professional Development Committee for the chapter here in New York City. And that alone is, has been so educational for me because I see all the different tools, all the different assessments, and a lot of the ways that other coaches develop themselves. And that's been very informative for me. So, you know, that's, that's not a particularly expensive way to educate yourself. So I think sometimes when people hear, you know, investing in themselves, they think that they've got to take their wallet out. And I, I think that's true sometimes, but not all the time. Right. The other way I see people invest in themselves and you've kind of alluded to this, is when you leave a job, your paycheck disappears. So your income goes from 100% to something that's pretty small, if not zero. Right. And when you go into another job, your income will go back to 100% the day you walk in the door of the new job. Whereas when you start your own business, it doesn't go back up to 100% quickly. Um, It takes time. And if you're taking time to to educate yourself, again, whether it's, whether you're paying for a program or you're doing something that is low cost, but it takes time, the amount of time that you spend working on building up some new skills or building on, on some characteristics that will boost your confidence, the time that you're working on yourself, you're not producing revenue, Mm. right? So there's that, you know, you're adding to the, the lag time until business revenue comes in and starts to increase, which also can, you know, we, we often put pressure on ourselves to try to ramp things up faster than, than, than may be practical, mm-hmm. but that's still a way to invest in yourself is taking the time to be able to build up some skills, build up confidence and develop any kinds of resources you need. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think you hit on something too, which is th- this happened to me as well. We have this, you know, expectation that we, you know, we're going to ramp up the business 
And for me, what what I found is, you know, it, it wasn't aligned with what, what I was hoping for, meaning it was taking longer. But now I'm at a place where I'm three years in and I'm seeing, and I and other coaches told me this. They said, you'll be surprised. After you work with people, you'll start getting these recommendations. And it's taken a while, but now that's starting to happen. So in the beginning, you know, I was sort of like hoping that it would come along faster. But I think, you know, you have to, you have to just uh, be patient and allow yourself that that space to, you know, to watch it unfold naturally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Adam, in your experience, when you went from working in an organized structure in the corporate environment to going out on your own as a coach, what are some of the things you experienced in that transition? Well, I think the first thing is just getting comfortable with the idea that, you know, you're not a W-2 employee anymore. You're responsible for making sure that the opportunities and the pipeline and the revenue stream is going to continue and that the business is going to keep moving forward uh, and your income is going to keep moving forward. So I think that was that was something I had to wrap my head around. And it's it's you know, it's a little bit daunting. But um, once you see some successes, you start to see how you can do that in a more kind of even keel state and a more consistent way. And I think that that brings you, you know, that brings you uh, a sense of a sense of peace that that, you know, you're going to be able to continue moving forward. Yeah. Adam, how um, how much did you feel like you went from a place where your your calendar was always full, your inbox was was not only full, but perhaps overwhelming? People were, were always demanding your time to working working on your own. And particularly in the beginning, as you're starting to build business, your inbox is not full. People are not sort of pounding down your door, either literally or figuratively, to get on your calendar. And doing that in a structure where the social structure from from your job is gone and you're spending a lot of time on your own. Yeah, I you know what? I think that's really one of the most challenging aspects of moving from a corporate world and a corporate life to your own business because our sense of being and worth is tied sometimes to our title to the you know the amount that people are trying to get on our calendars to the amount of um, things that we're accomplishing in the day which a lot of times is tied to your email or meetings and so all of that kind of just goes away literally overnight, as you pointed out earlier, right? You're going from, this is my last day in the corporate gig, the next day I'm on my own and it just literally goes goes away. So I think that's something that I wasn't quite prepared for. And I still, I think I'm still working through some aspects of that because I really enjoyed the social aspects of, um, of working in, in corporate America. So that's a big challenge. And I think for me, the way that I was able to, to move past some of those difficult feelings is to put myself into some, you know, some groups that that keep me connected. You know, so I deal with a lot of different coaching groups. I'm in some networking groups and places where I've now built up rapport with people over the last two plus years. And I look forward to those meetings. I have one on Monday afternoons, you know, and I look forward to those meetings and it gives me some sense of of being connected to uh, people besides just, you know, being by myself in my uh, own business. Adam, you mentioned earlier that you started working with a coach early on. How did you find that person? Well, actually, that person is somebody who used to work for me 
and then went out on her own to do, she started as a trainer, a physical trainer. And then she moved from training to coaching. And, you know, she had been coaching for a couple of years. And so I was really inspired by her story. I mean, when you look at People can accomplish, if they put their mind to it, people can really accomplish anything. And here was a woman in corporate America, quite successful, one of my you know, top account executives, and then decided that she was just going to be a trainer because she had done a lot for herself physically and she wanted to share that with the world and just became a trainer. And she did that quite successfully. And then she saw something bigger and said, you know what, I, I don't want to just train people on physical aspects. I want to train people and develop them, you know, physically, mentally. And so she moved into this, this coaching realm. And so that's how, that's how I found her. And um, because she had worked for me and I was keeping up with what she was doing and I was quite inspired by her story. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. So you connected with, with her because you already knew her. I did. Yep. Yeah. Adam, now that you've been, you've been at this for three years and first of all, congratulations on having the perseverance to keep, keep at it for three years. Um, and also congratulations on the successes that you've experienced. What advice do you have so, for someone who is a high achiever, who's an employee, and then suddenly becomes unemployed, particularly if they realize that, or they think they would be happier being on their own? Yeah, I think, you know, they should take a moment to think about where they want to go and what is that destination and then once you've sort of put a stake in the ground on that destination, then you want to look at two aspects of your, your business life to see how well they are aligned with that destination. And those two things are the functional or technical expertise that you need. So how well are you situated with, the, you know, with your skill set to be able to hit that destination? And then the second thing is your network. How is your network going to support you? So if you look at my journey, when I got this idea from this woman I coached and I got this idea, okay, maybe I want to go into coaching. That was, the, I put the stake in the ground. I'm going to go after being an executive coach. But my skill set, my functional and technical skill wasn't where I felt it, it needed to be in order to make this transition. So I started working on that aspect of, of the journey first Get building out my functional and technical skill by putting myself through training, by, you know, getting certified, by joining some different associations so I could be in and around coaches and hear what they're talking about and how they're working with different clients and what they're doing that's successful, et cetera. And once I had that all together, then I, then I started looking at my network and seeing, you know, where my network was and was it suited to help me get to that, to that destination. So I think you think about the destination. This is where I want to go. And then you really try to make sure that your functional expertise, uh, functional expertise is going to support that. And if not, build it out. And then you got to look at your network and make sure that your network is going to support that destination. Yeah, well said. Adam, is there anything else that you'd like to mention that relates to perhaps who you serve now, what kinds of problems you solve, or anything else related to the transition of going solo? Well, I think, you know, I think patience is the most important thing if you're going to go solo, because you have to accept that this is, this is going to take time to build. You know, this is, it's something that where you have changes in your own 
attitude. You have changes in, you know, the the way that you are going to um, gain income. You have changes in some of the ways that you need to connect with people. Uh, you're no longer me- necessarily managing people, right? You might be, if you're coaching and consulting, you're supporting people in what they're trying to get done. You're not necessarily directing them. So that's a mind shift. So I think all of these things take time to really get your arms around. And so to give yourself, you know, the, the grace and the patience to be able to get through all that is really important to be able to, to have longevity because otherwise you, you know, you, you'll just, you sort of burn out early on if you just, if you're just, your expectations are just off the mark on those things. Yeah. Well said, Adam, we've covered a lot of territory in, uh, in our conversation today. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything you shared or learn more or access any resources that you have, where would be the best place for them to go? You know, they can find me on LinkedIn. So it's um, LinkedIn forward slash in forward slash Adam Mirabella. And that's probably the best place to, to see because I do all my posting there and my interactions, etc. Adam, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Going Solo and share your insights. My guest today has been the president of Mirabella Leadership Advisors, Adam Mirabella. Thank you again, Adam, for joining us. My pleasure. Have a great day. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode, along with the links we mentioned on the show. On today's episode with Adam Mirabella, he shares how confidence is one of the key ingredients you need to be successful as you go solo. We know how important it is for you to spend time with people that help boost your confidence. The Smashing the Plateau community is built on a foundation of supportive collaborative colleagues. We also provide access to experts to help you learn and grow. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.